Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. The war of words I didn't expect today that has taken over the NFL that I just look and go, oh, my God, it's not enough to be a blank show. We want to be the biggest blank show possible. We want to have an opening number and then have a couple of, of main acts. Then we want to have a, a, a big uh, surprise at the end. We want to be the biggest blank show in the world. So it was after the Jets' loss to the Bills yesterday, which – Pretty much marks the end of the Mike White era. All the songs we had did, all, all the production we had gone into, all the Mike White stuff last week, and then the guy throws four picks, three in the third quarter. Now the Mike White era is over. It was supposed to be Mike White. It was going to be a Mike White Christmas. It was all. He was supposed to be the chosen no, one. Oh, instead he got his legs chopped off when he tried to go up on the high ground. And then he Mike was bur- burning on Mustafar. I mean, it oh. really ended badly for him. Oh. Uh, so, okay, you know, the end of Mike White, and then things got really weird. Rex Ryan, who, look, Rex Ryan still thinks he's the coach of the Jets. 
All right, no, and, and you, I say that, and you know in your bones. Wow, that's a that's a really true statement. Even when he was the coach of the Bills, he thought he was the coach of the Jets. Sure. I'm just coaching the Bills to get even with the Jets. Like he would go back to coach the Jets in a second if they asked him. He probably has a room in his house set up just like his office in Florham Park when he was the coach of the Jets. He still thinks he's the coach. He still sees himself as I'm the guy. I'm the because I was a successful head coach. I was so good. Yeah, he was good for two years, but then when he started to draft players. They all stunk, and the Jets were terrible. And it's been 10 years without a bleeping playoff game. So this was Rex Ryan who really felt appalled that people were comparing him to Robert Sala, the current Jets head coach. This guy's supposed to be a defensive guru. I heard everything, and I take it personal on this one. Everything I heard about was, well, this guy's a lot like a lot like myself, but without the, the bad part. Yeah, well... Some of the bad part you need because this team doesn't play with any any damn heart. I mean that that's the thing that's disappointing to me. And don't ever compare this guy to me, this Robert Sala to me, because statistically, one time they were like a top defense. All right, four. Here's one thing they're going to be familiar with: four out of five years, the 49ers were dead last in their division. So he's going to be dead last again. So he's used to that. So to me, I'm a little pissed off about it when when I hear that this guy, you know, his background's a lot, lot like years no it isn't no it isn't all right first of all look i loved rex he was a jets head coach dude what are you doing man it's not like robert sala is out there saying you know i'm just as good a head coach as rex ryan and i mean he's not said a word he gets upset because just like just like many people do and it drives me crazy i see what people say on social media and what other people are saying on shows and it makes me mad when people say oh he's like rex so now rex ryan takes on a guy who has not said one word about him that it's it, it's and, and he's made it into a story because Rex is upset that people aren't talking about him anymore. That was from ESPN Radio. He's upset now, so now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, hey, this is all Robert Sala's fine. No, don't compare me to this guy. What has Robert Sala done to hurt you? But no, but Rex Ryan, no, don't insult me by doing it. Dude, you don't know. I, I can't believe you're sitting here and, and making it seem like you have a problem with the Jets head coach. You just look like people aren't paying attention to you anymore. So, hey, I want to stir things up a little bit. So when this happened, I said, oh, boy, there's Rex being Rex. And I'm like, well, this is crazy. And then not only Robert Sala, but Robert Sala's brother decided to respond to Rex. First, here's Robert Sala after he found out about Rex Ryan. Jets head coach Robert Sala, your thoughts on what Rex said? Honestly, you know what? I've never met Rex. I've never had a conversation with Rex. I don't even know him except for people who know him throughout the league. So obviously, if it's that personal for him, he knows where to find me. So, Were you surprised that he said it? I'm not surprised by him. He's, he's always got something to say. Oh, just say no. Just say no. Michael K. Show. Just say, Mike, I'm not talking about that. Uh, He can say what he wants. You know, the guy's on TV. But no, now he knows where to find me. So now when you say now you know where to find me, now Rex Ryan is like, oh, yeah, now things are going to be great. And then David Sala, Robert Sala's brother, jumped in and talked about how bad a job Rex Ryan did and how uh, he took over Eric Mangini's team and he won with good players and he's so bad. Just... Stop. I always say when family members get involved, it's never good. Just stop. Why are we? Why is this a story? It just shows you the Jets. There's no rock bottom. They can dig through the bottom of the world and out into space on the other side. That's exactly what they've done. No, no. no. We're going to respond to this now, and Robert Sala's going to do it, and his brother's going to do it, and now Sala versus Rex is a thing because now Rex is going to say something tomorrow, and now what, what is happening? Just say, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not familiar with that. Rex can and say whatever he wants. He's on TV. Just walk away from it. I get you're upset, but just walk away from it. Because this is where things get even worse, Mike, is that now I look at Robert Sala and the coaching staff and I go, they're out of their depth. And it, they're, they're, he's not ready to be a head coach. And clearly the staff is not ready to have the responsibilities they're having because no team should be getting beat like this, this badly middle of the season. They look like an expansion team. They look like a team that, that we just got players for the first time a week ago. How do you give up 185 points in four weeks? How do you do that? How do you show up out of buys and, and off 10-day rest and you just get beat like a drum? How do you let teams do this? How, how does this happen? Even the worst teams in the NFL don't do this. Even the Lions, even though they haven't won and they got a tie, they're more competitive. This is embarrassing. You spent a lot of money on offense to get players, and now you're not coaching Zach Wilson because now Zach Wilson can't come in and get things right, and then Mike White comes in and he's good, but then Mike White stinks, and you're not ready for any sort of game against the Bills because they come in and just lay it to 
you right there, just like we saw what happened in Indianapolis, just like we saw with the New England Patriots, and the same thing I get from Robert Sala every week. I don't know. we got to figure it out. Dude, you're the head coach, man. How do you not have answers? The, the entire Jets coaching staff, it, it, I, I look at it and I go, I, I, don't know, I don't know what to say. I really don't. I don't know how we go into every single game and lose like this where we're non-competitive from the beginning. And, and, and a run like this defensively, you're talking, they're, they're going through history, talking about the last time a team's given up four, uh, four games in a row, points like this. Go back to 1966 when this happened. It's the worst time ever for the Jets. They've been playing football for over 60 years. Everything is a worst, worst, worst. And how are we this way in the middle of the season? All right? I know I said last hour, it's kind of like Adam Gase. Look, Adam Gase I knew from the beginning was just going to be terrible, right? He was just going to be awful, and they were just going to have to outlast him until they hired a new head coach. Two years, okay, we pushed to Robert Sala. Who, he's a nice guy, brings a lot of energy, players like him. Okay, they wanted a CEO kind of head coach, a guy that can run the whole thing. I don't know what he can run. What kind of CEO stuff did you see from Robert Sala that tells you, hey, this guy can run, run the Jets? Oh, I'm not getting involved in the defense. That's Jeff Ulbricht's thing, our DC. How about you get involved, man, because you're a defensive head coach, and look at what's <laughs> happening right now. I, 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 don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand how it's this bad, and now I'm, just, I'm at the same point I was with Adam Gase. Okay, they're going to finish this season, and they're going to give Sala another year, and they're going to probably ruin Zach Wilson because already they got the guy going against his instincts. Don't take chances. Don't throw the ball here. Don't do this because he's continuing to try to put players into his scheme instead of making instead of fitting his scheme around the players, which is what you're supposed to do. When you I, really, I'm not. I'm not an NFL coach. I know that. And we're going to try to take a quarterback and make him play like this. Why? Why don't you let Zach Wilson throw picks? What does it matter? You got him to be this this gunslinger like Brett Favre. If he throws 25 picks this year, he throws 25 picks. What do you care? Let him be the guy. You know, figure out your defense so you're not losing like this every week. And you walk in and go, boy, we didn't know they were going to run those plays. Okay, great. This is why. This is where today went from, hey, the Jets lost. And look, I'm not that upset because I've seen losses like this now for too long. It's going on 10 years, really about 50. But it's going on like 10 years, and then I get the Rex Ryan stuff, and then that just double uh, reinforces that I don't think Robert Sala is up for the gig, man. I mean, that, that's where I'm at right now. Well, I mean, it is um, year one of a rebuild. You, you drafted second No, it's overall. actually year, year 10 of a rebuild. We're no, 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 no. Come 10. on. You, you tore it down again. Year 10 you were building rebuild. on bad architecture. It's kind of like, you know, you take multiple <laughs> bites you know, at building a website, building a product, whatever. I mean, you go to the next iteration, and now it's the Sala edition. Uh, and you're trying to figure out, all right, how do we do something differently, even though we still have some of the same brain trust forcing decisions down, right? A lot of personnel issues that you have to adjust here. Uh, but I, I want to just remind you of this, and, and, you know, we've seen the commercials. If you've gone to the movies you were in theaters. You've seen the previews. Spielbergo, yeah, Steven Spielberg, uh, is is taking on West Side Story. So I'd like to, you know, do a dramatic reading. One of the songs you'll hear. <clears throat> <laughs> then you are set with a capital J, which you'll never forget till they cart you away. When you're a jet, you stay a jet. Thank you. And that is Rex Ryan. I mean that that is where we're at. He was he will always do this and like you said me, yes, thank you very much. Uh, hot take nonsense sells in this day and age. And for Rex, he can't just become another guy. So if there's anything we're going to talk about of his former team and let's face it when Sala was hired there there were some comparisons made. He's dredging that up. It hasn't been in quite some time. Right, we haven't talked in those terms since the hiring day. Well, you know, animated and rah rah, and and, and a defensive guy, and and that was you know how, how you equated him back to coaches of Jets' misery past. See, I'm going to go all um, you know Ebenezer Scrooge uh, while I'm at this too, uh, and and this is the ghost of Jets' coaches past. Uh, no Kotite will appear in this. Uh, rendition of the play uh but you you're trying to see where the similarities are where the differences are and and the comparisons there are obvious and so for rex it became a all right it's week 10 nobody's talking about us they're talking about the damn manning brothers all the time they're talking about whoever's on there they're talking about all these other different pieces uh in the media world and in prognostication so i've got to say something blustery and hope for a response. And he got it.
right? You said Robert Sala. We heard it. And then you got Sala's brother. I mean, come on. What more could you want? That's exactly <laughs> what Rex was looking for. He flexed. He, you know, you know, got his, uh, flared out his nostrils. Don't compare me to that guy. And that's exactly what you got. You got national media just laughing at you. But a good, any publicity is good publicity because we remember, you know, when you coached and when mm. you were good. Uh, that was that's just it's just so imba- the embarrassment just grows and grows and grows. Jet grows. Hey, everywhere. you still you still have wins over the Titans. So that makes and, us the I best. Mean, you oh, spurred them on to greatness. Look, that's what best. you can claim this year. You <laughs> should make an <laughs> NFT of we beat the Titans and look, we propelled them towards Super Bowl aspirations. How much do you want to bet that's how the Titans break every play and end every meeting? You want to lose to the Jets again? (laughs) That's what they say. You want to lose to the Jets again? Break. (laughs) Yeah, but here's the thing. They're beating all teams that were in the playoffs last year. They lose to the Jets, and now they're steamrolling everybody. (laughs) Even when we're talking about Dante Foreman uh, as one of the key running back pieces. I don't know. It makes no sense, but we uh, we trudge on. Coach, I think I'm tired. I I can't do another lap. You want to lose to the Jets again? No, I'm Ready. One more lap. One more lap. Stop I'm ready, showing it. it. Do you, do you think it. he does like a clockwork orange thing where there's little splices of the Jets game while they're watching film? So subliminally, they just carry that with them at all times. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It has not been the debut that Odell Beckham Jr.'s hoped. Von Miller... Nopping the night for Matthew Stafford. Is it time to say the Rams might be in a little bit of trouble? With us now on the hotline, CBS Sports NFL insider extraordinaire. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Lockenfora. It is Jason Lockenfora. Jay, second week in a row, we've watched the Rams struggle. Their offense struggles. Matthew Stafford struggles. Uh, concerned about them, or is this just a midseason thing right now? Man, I, I don't. I don't know what to make of anything in this league anymore. I, I have no idea. I mean, relative to most of the league and what we've seen, um, teams that we deem to be pretty good go through the last couple of weeks. Uh, them losing a division game on the road, I, I guess, shouldn't be shocking, although um, this 49ers defense has been god-awful, and we saw a backup quarterback with the Cardinals and the Cardinals team that looked god-awful this week just absolutely sliced through them a week ago. So, yeah, I'm surprised. Um, I think that certainly the Rams have to um, have a little bit of pause about some of the turnovers and um, their inability to really get in the kind of offensive grooves that we saw them get into with relative ease through the first couple months of the season. Uh, You have to worry about that. And you know, even defensively tonight, this, is, this isn't a game that, you know, their D-line took over by any stretch of the imagination, and that's kind of what they're, bank, what they're banking on. So, um, you know, they'll be there in the end. We'll see what happens in the playoffs. There's four teams in the NFC that, you know, maybe five that I, I think, you know, all could make the case of being the one seed or, or, or you know, being a team you have to fear. And then things drop off significantly after that. Jason, if I were to give you a 100 fictional dollars, we'll call it, uh, I don't know, Smith coin, uh, and said you've got to maybe put it on Mac Jones, would you just try to abscond with the money or would you feel confident uh, that you might get some return? In terms of them? Well, where they're at, where where he is and where the team is headed. Yeah, um... They're one of the few teams that seems to have a discernible sense of momentum about them and seems to um, be on an upward trajectory and gets better week after week in a league that's been anything but linear. They look like they're moving um, steadily in an onward and upward fashion, and they've won four in a row. Um, Their only losses, what, over the last, I think, seven weeks are the heartbreaker to Brady at home and that crazy game with Dallas and the Diggs interception at home. And they've learned from there. The offensive line has gotten much better through the season. Mac Jones has gotten much better. Uh, They're running the ball much better. The defense has gotten much better. The secondary is back to playing all-world ball like they were, you know, when Gilmore was in MVP form a couple years ago. Matt Judon uh, has been one of the more impactful defensive players in the league. And uh, they're breathing down the Bills' necks all of a sudden. So, yeah, I think you start to look at their AFC record, you know, and, and yes, they had a clunker to Miami week one. But, again, I noted those NFC losses, which generally don't sting as much. Um, they've got a real beat-up Atlanta team here on a short week that they might be able to take advantage of. Yeah, I, I, they have a look of a playoff team. I mean, the weather's changing here in the Northeast. Uh, they can run the ball. They can stop the run. They can get a pass rush. 
Um, all those things play as weather starts becoming a factor in some of these divisions. Jason Lockett for our guest, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Carmen. All right, flip side of the coin yesterday uh, after the big blowout, Baker Mayfield and the Browns have lots of questions. Mm-hmm. You know, Jay, I-, I look at this and like every week I think, okay, Baker Mayfield has either saved his job for another week or he's got one more week until the Browns decide we have to do something. And Case Keenum, we've seen him do it before with the Vikings, that they're just going to say, you know what, whatever it is, we change the energy, we have everything else going on. Is Baker Mayfield close to losing his job this season? No, I, I don't. I, I don't think so. Um, only if it becomes an injury situation, and that look that that may be on the horizon because he he is taking a beating. He can't protect himself like he can when he's fully healthy. Um, now he's got a knee to go with the shoulder. Uh, so I do wonder about his ability to get through the entire season, especially with them now being down an all-pro right tackle. Uh, so, yeah, that that concerns me a little bit. I don't think they would make a benching for performance issues. He certainly did not have a good game uh, on Sunday against the the Patriots. You you tell me who did have a good game on Sunday <laughs> against the Patriots when you give up 45 straight points, uh, when you get pushed around and punked the way they did. Um, you know, there, there weren't a whole lot of standouts. Uh, do I think he's going to be who he was drafted to be? No. Um do, do I think he elevates other people? Not particularly. He's a gamer. He plays hard. People like him. Um, he, he tends to make decent decisions for the most part, but he has limitations, and they have to run that offense a certain way. And it was pretty clear that New England knew at times where the ball was going, right? It's mostly going to the tight ends and a little bit to Landry on third down. And, and uh, we'll see what the future holds there. Um but no, I would be really surprised if he was benched this year. Now we get absolute uh, chaos as the, multiple opportunities for a reunion. Well, now they'll do it on the field. Cam Newton versus Ron Rivera. Washington coming off their big win. Cam barely Can't make showed up. up. Can you? Right, barely puts on his pads and has two touchdowns and is one of the big stories coming out of Week 10. Yeah. Where does it go from here, Jason? I mean, last Thursday we would have been talking about a Ron Rivera um, or whatever it was. When we talked last week, if we, if we would even yeah. talked about this game, and we wouldn't have, it would have been maybe a Ron Rivera revenge game. But the fact that you have the Cam Newton thing on top of it, and then he comes in there late, plays a couple plays early, they get touchdowns off both of them. He brings a whole different sort of air and energy um, and sort of verve to their sidelines, to their huddle, to how they're playing. And now he's, he's going to start this game. It's it's pretty wild. Um, and Washington's coming off a win over Tampa that no one saw coming, albeit turned out to be Chase Young's last game of the year. Carolina can play defense. Christian McCaffrey is back, and he looks 100%, and that's a problem for opposing teams. And him and Cam in the backfield together and a pistol look, running option stuff and RPOs, that can be tricky. Um, and as I said earlier, there's going to be some – Really sort of weird, mediocre teams that get in the playoffs, um, I think especially in the NFC, where the, the NFC's top might be a little higher, but I think the AFC's depth is much better. I mean, when we start talking about Carolina, you know, Atlanta, um, New Orleans with their injuries, the Vikings, um, these are pretty flawed football teams, and then a couple of them are probably going to be, you know, playing into the postseason, so... Yeah, it's a big game for both teams. Uh, I think Cam will um, set a physical tone for those guys from the quarterback position, which is odd to say, but if you've watched him play football, you you know what I'm talking about. All right, if I put you on the spot, Jay, right now, and I said, who's the best team in the AFC? Who's the best team in the NFC? Who are you giving me? And I have to go with Tennessee in the AFC. I mean, everybody's stubbed their toe. Everybody... You know, it seems like when they have a chance to go to the top of the mountain, has fallen down, except for Tennessee, where they, they somehow lost the game to the Jets. And then they've been uh, foolproof since then, even though it's taken some luck and it's taken some good fortune and it took um, some hijinks from the referees uh, on Sunday. It, it, they keep winning, and they play their butts off from Mike Vrabel, and they have a real edge to them, and the D-line can rip your face off and Tannehill makes plays, and 
Yes, I think losing Derrick Henry will catch up to them at some point, but they just survived the, the gauntlet of their schedule. They went 6-0 and through their roughest stretch, and now they get to play crap teams from their division again. So um, I would say Tennessee in the NFC. Ay-yay-yay. Uh, I, I might say Green Bay with the way that defense has played the last six weeks. Um, you know, the Aaron Jones injury doesn't look to be, you know, too too significant. Easy for me to say from my couch, and they're getting healthier on the O line. Um, we know Lambeau can be tough. I was of the mind that the last dance wouldn't be uh, a happy ending, but you know they they match up they match up pretty well against anybody. And and if you do get I, the Whitney Merciless thing stings for sure, mm-hmm. but if they get Zadarius Smith back next month at some point or even January, um, that that could be a massive boost too. And back, like you said, Bakhtiari coming back, all uh-huh. of those things. And A.J. Dillon's acquitted himself quite nicely uh, in Aaron Jones' uh, well absence and even in uh-huh. tandem. Uh, now, i got to ask the question for Smith. Uh, is the Mike White era over? Will we ever see him again? <laughs> Man, it was fun. I was buying in. Like, we, I mean, you know, yeah, I, we do the show in New York, the NFL Today. There's a lot of guys on set who are fans and you know, whispering, maybe we found our Brady. Like, could we have stumbled into a miracle? Like, maybe we could ride this kid and trade the other guy. You know, I'm just kind of sitting there listening, sipping my coffee. But I, I would have loved for it to have been a thing. Um, and look, this guy, I mean, who who knows, right? Uh, they ran into a buzzsaw. The Bills defense is dominant. Um, some tip balls, some, some you know, stuff. That's not ideal. That wasn't all entirely on him. But that's a defense that can unmask, you know, even a proven quarterback, let alone a kid making whatever his third start. And we know he didn't even get through the second game. So we'll see. I don't think Wilson's back this week. Um, it's probably at least another week or two. So, you know, do they go to Flacco? Do they stick with Mike White? Um, I would keep playing the kid. Like, you just – you know what I mean? You, you, you just never know. And at some point – they're due to have some sort of quarterback good luck, right? Like at some point you do stumble into something. I mean, even if he just turns out to be a guy who plays in the league as a backup for 10, 12, 15 years, whatever, um, who knows? We're due. I'll tell you this much. I yeah, <laughs> we're due. <laughs> He's on Twitter at Jason Lock and Fora. That is at Jason Lock and Fora. CBS Sports NFL Insider Jay, as always, buddy. Appreciate it, my friend. My we'll talk pleasure, to you next gentlemen. Week. Have a great week. week. See you, Jason. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews 
with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I gotta say this. Somebody just needs to be a pro. For all the success they have had in their life, you would think after a loss, after being in the league for 40 years, they could come and just have a normal press conference during the middle of the regular season. But no, no, no. This is Tom Brady. Here is Brady, the full minute of the entirety of his the press whole conference. Thing. Everything. We can air. It's like airing Mike Tyson fights in the late 80s. We can air the whole thing because it was like 30 <laughs> seconds long. The entire. Or Ronda Rousey or Conor <laughs> McGregor. Or... <laughs> Fight game really gave us some real, uh, well, rip-offs sometimes. After losing to Washington yesterday, here was Tom Brady talking about the big L. Sir, thanks you. Quick. Tom, there didn't seem to be um, many shots down the field today. I know there were a couple interceptions, the balls going off guys' hands and stuff. But what were they doing to keep you from having splash plays like in the passing game? Uh, you know, we just never really played on our terms. So we played from behind the whole game, and you know, they played a good game out. They they had a good plan. Tom, last year you guys came out of the bye and, and kind of set things in the right motion for the end of the season. How how hard is it to do the opposite in this first game back? I mean, we have obviously, you know, you know, it's just a, not a not a great day of football for us. So uh, it doesn't matter who you play if we, you know, have a bunch of self-inflicted errors too. I mean, we gotta we gotta eliminate those and then see, you know, see if we can go out and execute the plays that are there. What did you see on the two interceptions? Uh, we started with the ball; they came away with it. So <laughs> thank you guys. Does it? He what, starts a great, a, what a great question uh, answer. Good for you, Brady. I, I had the ball. I threw it. They, they, they caught it. With it. Right. <laughs> he starts out with a make it quick, and then he finishes walks away. You hear the one reporter go, 
That's it. You know, seriously, now that was entertaining. But, dude, be a pro, man. I mean, be a pro. You, 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 Brady, this is a guy that's won more than any other player in the history of the NFL. And his team is still great this year. And they're steamrolling towards the playoffs. They had a bad game when they lose. And now, Brady, no, now I don't want to talk to anybody because I'm mad. Meanwhile, every place, he loves the interviews and giving his opinion and talking about the NFL should be doing this. I don't like the NFL does this. Oh, by the way, hey, my new thing's going to be on ESPN tomorrow night. My new thing about my life and everything else is all. Brady now I'm out of New England I love talking to the media this is what I do but oh after a game I can't spend more than than 45 seconds answering questions be a pro man Brady's 40 he's almost as old as I am be a pro okay (laughs) this is a mid-season loss and and when you've been in the league for 20 years talk about it and move on okay I I don't know what are you you, you're trying to motivate your team by doing this are you just mad you threw a couple of intercepts oh because not every game is not five touchdowns and afterwards people saying look how great Tom Brady is. Be a pro. Be a pro. Answer the questions and move on. All right. I, you're not motivating your team. The team that won the Super Bowl. You think they don't know they stunk? All right. The NFL is full of professionals. So be one when you lose. But this happens with Brady all. Whenever things aren't going his way, he gets huffy. Whether he's yelling at his at his teammates on the field when he knows the camera's on him because he wants people to know this is not my fault. It's your fault. Whenever things don't go his way, he can't just be a pro for five minutes. And now I'm going to be. Whenever things are great though, oh, talk to me and ask me all the questions you want. Here's a new show. Oh, I have all these things. I'll do everything. Oh, but yeah, but I can't spend more than a minute after a midseason loss when I've been in the league for two decades. Just be a pro. Just be a pro. That's all I ask. Well, a lot of that uh, commercialization and uh, self-promotion came during the bye week. So, you know, he had plenty of time on his hand and, well, didn't throw two picks and lose to a Washington team that lost anybody you'd ever heard of. Over the course of the game to injury. Uh, good good luck to Chase Young, Terry McLaurin, all the guys uh, to see them get back on the field uh, as they get ready for Carolina. But, yeah, to your point, like just answer the question. It's not hard. It's part of the job, and I guess you fulfilled your obligation. And you gave us sound bites. So I, I think this is better than if he'd actually given real answers. <laughs> so I'll take that. Right? I mean, it, like I got I to go glass half full and say thanks for quick. the content. Make it quick. Make it quick, will you? Make it quick. Just, well, I did. Just make it quick because we lost and I'm mad. Well, I'm you so ranted mad. about him long enough that I had to make it quick. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Matthew Stafford tonight against the 49ers, a game with second week in a row where the Rams don't look like the Rams the first eight weeks of the season. And it wasn't an awful night for Stafford, uh, but he threw two picks. One was a deep pass. He tried to force the ball to Odell Beckham Jr. Ask Baker Mayfield how that goes. And it was an easy pick for Jimmy Ward. The second one that really turned the game, it's 7-0, and he throws an out, uh, you know, a quick screen to Tyler Higby, who looks like he has some players in front of him. And it's, an, it's a great pass. I mean, it's right where it's supposed to be. Higby's got the ball momentum going forward. Higby bobbles it, and it bounces right to Ward, who runs it in for a touchdown. It's 14-0. Nothing, and that ostensibly was the game. Now Stafford finishes 243. He does throw for a touchdown, uh, but the Niners run away with this one, 31 to 10. And built into Matthew Stafford is an inherent, not dislike of him, but an inherent disbelief that he will ever do something of value, mainly because of his association with the Lions for his entire career up until now. But there's that belief that Stafford really isn't that good. He play- Look, the guy played with the Lions, didn't have a good running back for his entire career. He's had good, he had good wide receivers, never really had a defense, never had any stability at head coach. And Stafford shows up now. And on the Rams, that has stability, that has a really good defense, that knows how to run the football even when guys are getting hurt. He's got weapons. And the Rams jump out to a 7-1 record. Everything is great. All right, they had a couple of bad games. And now the Boo Birds came back. Everybody was in hiding for the first eight weeks. It was Matthew Stafford, MVP candidate. Grumble, grumble, grumble. I can't say anything. He's playing so great. I can't say anything. <laughs> now two weeks in a row where, look, last week was, was, was worse for Stafford than tonight. But now two weeks in a row and the Rams have lost. It's, I told you. I told you Stafford stinks. Hang on. Hang on. First of all, Matthew Stafford still is a 23-6 and six guy this year. Okay, Uh, coming into tonight, 23 touchdowns and six interceptions. That's a phenomenal 
season. He's had a quarterback rating over 100 six out of the first eight weeks. Now, the last two weeks are bad. I'm not saying they are. And they're not. The last two weeks are bad. But the guy's been really good. There's a reason why he was a legitimate MVP candidate the first eight weeks of the season. He was doing everything needed, throwing for 300 yards a week and two to three touchdowns. That's all you needed, right? Because Jared Goff was awful. And look, look at how, how bad things are in Detroit with Jared Goff. The guy's throwing balls away on fourth down. Uh, he got a tie yesterday that everybody still thinks like it's a loss. Stafford was really good. This is a couple of bad games in the middle of the season. Tennessee's defense is legit. He got sacked five times last week. They lose a game to the best team in the AFC. That's not, oh, Matthew Stafford's terrible, and look at this. This tonight, this was a bit of an outlier. I didn't expect this, but now the second week in a row, what if the 49ers have now beaten the Rams five times in a row? Okay, so clearly the Niners have something on Sean McVay's Rams where they're a bad matchup for them. Doesn't mean doesn't excuse the loss, but when you when you say, okay, he's been bad the last two weeks, okay, one was against the best team in the AFC, one was against a team that beats him pretty bad, and yes, he was bad, but you can't just discount and say all the other weeks, uh, no, he's been really good. Oh, no, no one said, oh, Matthew Stafford's terrible when he threw four touchdowns to beat Tampa Bay by 10. No one said that. No one was all going crazy. Oh, Matthew Stafford's terrible. So, yeah, I, I, Matthew Stafford. Stafford's going to be fine. The Rams are going to be fine. It's a midseason blues, and they should have been better prepared for this game, and they weren't. I'm sure Sean McVay will say that for the next 10 days. It's my fault. It's my fault. It's my fault. I didn't have us prepared. We should have been better. We should have all these things he's going to say, and he's going to be right because as much as you can plan for things, all right, we're trying to get Von Miller involved. We're trying to get Odell Beckham in. These are big things. You're gonna st- you're gonna stub your toe. Other teams stubbed their toes in the last week, and they turned out to be fine. The Cowboys didn't go into the tank after losing to Denver. They scored eight touchdowns in the first quarter yesterday <laughs> against the Falcons. Right? Teams that lose are gonna be fine. The Bills lost to the Jaguars nine six. The sky is falling. They scored forty five against the Jets yesterday. They're going to be fine. The Rams are gonna be fine. Yeah, I mean the biggest thing here. I mean McVeigh in the post game just said, "Hey, we we needed big plays from our big players, and they didn't show up, more or less." Uh, that's the uh, the way to kind of punctuate it and to encapsulate his general message was the expectations were much higher. And you can look straight at Higby, you can look straight at Van Jefferson, two guys that let them down tremendously. But for the second straight week, they got punched in the mouth. Right, repeatedly. Tennessee did it, and now the the 49ers beat them up. You know, we talk about it. They had two drives in the first half. Two drives. 29 plays, almost 19 minutes off the clock. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't try to push the ball downfield. Why? You didn't need to because you were going smash mouth and you were beating the hell out of them. <laughs> and then when you wanted to get it to George Kittle, you were able to get it to George Kittle. And you made play after play, and then inexplicably it's 21-7. You're going into halftime, and you decide to call a a, a fake field goal. I mean, just ridiculous. But the the point is the offensive line that had been so solid, eh, not looking so solid. The defense that you you thought you were going to get, you know, just being world-beating all the way through, well, not so much. Giving up almost 350 yards per game, and you can run on them, as we saw. Even even with a couple of big plays, you know, Donald's slipping down the line, whatever. No, they, they still blocked. And, you know, it, it does, uh, at least for this week, we celebrate the fullback. Actually, Tennessee uses some too. So, you know, we have fun with that, right? The fullback. They still exist in our National Football League. But everybody wants to jump off Matt, Matthew Stafford because, well, they've already done all the research. So all they need to do is pull up the file, like a Wikipedia page pull up the file, update a stat or two, and they can use the argument that they've done before, right? It's it's just what it is, and it's based on uh, another team. Now, Sean McVay has to figure out why the hell Kyle Shanahan can beat him with so much regularity, uh, and th- that that's a problem that, that needs to be resolved, but it's a blip. Now you have a bye week, but remember on the other side are the Green Bay Packers waiting for you playing some pretty good football as well, and a defense even without Jair Alexander who may not come back at all. You've still been able to to shore it, shore it up, and you get Bakhtiari back on the O-line. Like, it, it doesn't get any easier. So big tests ahead for your guy, Matthew Stafford. They'll be fine. He's your guy Matthew, now. He'll be just fine. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts more Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.